Mulligans and Hackers, Episode 4 Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Alvin. And Alvin, I uh, I hear you got something to get off your chest today. Yes, the rant. So we're new. We're relatively new to full-time golf, going to the golf course regularly. Correct. We also know that we're not really that great at golfers. We're, we're bogey golfers. We're hackers. We're hackers. We know when we go to the golf course where we should be playing from. Yep. So when I did my solo game, and I was there by myself. I had a couple of couple of guys probably my age, maybe a little older, playing in front of me. And they were playing from the furthest back tee boxes. The blacks at Cottonwood, then? The blacks at Cottonwood. But they're not ne- the furthest back tees are not usually black. They could be any color. But the furthest tees away from the green. And every par four that we played, they would tee off from the blacks. And I would watch them because I would already be on the green. Their second shots were from just in front of the ladies' tee box. <laughs> Every par four. So they would go all the way to the to the furthest tee box, tee off, and then their second shots were from in front of the ladies' tee box. And I'm thinking in my head, do you guys not know your skill level? Wouldn't it be easier to tee off from the blues and actually be at least a quarter way down the fairway? That aggravated me because I watched this and go, well, I know I'm not that. We actually played from the blacks. Yes, we did. And we, I think we I played missed, once this week. And I think I made I missed one fairway. Yep, from the blacks. Yep. And these dudes. Couldn't, c- couldn't get past the, like literally teeing off just in front of the f- the closest tee box. I don't know. I don't. Is is that ego? Is that I'm a good golfer? I can I can do this. And every time you get up there, and you fail miserably in doing this. I feel like those people are the same people that uh, don't repair their ball marks on the ah, greens. Ah, yes. Which the drives se- me the crazy. Sec- the second part of this rant. Nothing drives me more crazy on the golf course than stepping up to a green with an opportunity at a eagle or birdie putt. Which and we've ha- gotten a lot of looks at lately as birdie putts. Yes. Yeah. We're as as we've played more and gotten better, we're you know, we're getting on and, and one on the par threes or two on the par fours or three on the par fives. And we get up there and you you feel like you have an opportunity to make a putt. And there's nothing worse than getting up there, marking your ball, looking at the line and having like eight fucking ball divots <laughs> in, in the way. Just unacceptable. If you don't know how to fix your ball divot, don't come to the golf course. It's natural golf etiquette, and it drives me wild. You can buy a divot repair tool at Walmart. Actually, I think they give them up for free at the golf <laughs> well, course. Well, there you go. Or use a tee like the professionals do. It's not hard to fix it. Well, like I don't, I don't know. I we're just getting into this, like the golf etiquette part of it, full time. Because the last before this year, it was just we were part time going to the golf course, and we tried to do the best we could with. The, the knowledge that we had yep. for the golf course. And I don't know. I watch I watch I watch these guys go go to the furthest tee box. How can you have fun playing like that? Well I think most of those guys are probably just out there drinking and, and getting rowdy and it's they go out there for different reasons than you and I do. Okay. We go out there maybe to play golf and, and, and to try and get better. Those guys are going out there just to have a good time with their buddies, which is what we're doing too. Okay. And but we're trying to we're when, trying to I guess, better ourselves. So when you when you when you put it like that, okay, I can understand that and I can get that. You go for a good time. But the golf's not the good time. It's it's actual just the hanging out with the guys is the good time. Yeah, in that case. So yeah. I guess I got a guy. Yeah, but but I totally understand I, where I, you're coming from. Yeah, do I cut these guys some slack then for like guys? Just 
play from the blues. Not really, because they end up holding everybody up at the end of the day, right? Yeah. And you get a big yeah. weight on all the tee boxes. So I mean, and and part of the golf etiquette too is letting the faster group go through. And we played the entire front nine, and they never let me play through. But I was always waiting for them on on every tee box. And you were a single that and day, right? And I was right? a single. Yeah. So I guess yeah, there's that too. So it's just uh, you yeah. know some people don't understand the golf etiquette, and some people don't. So what do you guys think out there? Just let, yeah, put, put a message. Into us and say, hey, is this acceptable or is this unacceptable? Yeah, hit us up on Instagram or Facebook. So that I kind of can get this put to bed because, yeah, it did irk me. And it still irks me now that I'm just talking about it. And this was like over a week ago. I mean, if you you ever wonder which tee box you should be playing from, just go follow Manolo. On uh, on Instagram, he's got some great tips. He's Actually, awesome. Yeah, I saw that guy. Yeah, yeah. So if if you guys want to join the conversation, let us know how you feel about the tee boxes or the uh, the ball marks on the greens. Um, hit us up at Instagram uh, Mulligans and Hackers Golf or on uh, our Facebook page at Mulligans and Hackers Golf. Uh, let us know what you uh, what you think. So it's uh, it's been a couple weeks since our last podcast, Alvin, and in that time we've. Uh, you know, we we had our, our May long weekend and we had no tour dates that weekend. I took a little vacation and got out of town. I mean, I went to Calgary and I was able to get, well, I played the par three uh, golf futures, it's called in Calgary. I played it twice with my brother, played 18 holes each day, um, which was nice off the natural tee boxes, worked a little bit on my short game as the par threes have kind of been eating me up this year. And then on the Saturday, my dad, myself, uh, my cousin Jake, and uh, my brother Josh all went out to uh, Carsland and played uh, Speargrass for the first time this year. Again, that little course has six par fours, six par threes, six par fives. Um, we had a blast. It was nowhere near as cold as it was last year when we played out there, which <laughs> which was kind of shitty. But we played out there. Uh, I, I, we could only play in pairs, uh, so we had two tee times back-to-back just because of the restrictions at the time. So I played with my cousin Jake. Uh, highlight of my round out there was on the very last par five. Uh, I hit a really good drive, and then I pulled up my three wood, and my cousin Jake hit uh, a drive that was about 20, 20, 25 yards further than mine, and we both decided to go for the green in two. I hit a nice three wood, ended up center green. He ended up over the green, and uh, I stepped up, hit my putt for my eagle, and I missed it by an inch and had a tap in birdie. So, I mean, I'll take a tap in birdie any day of the week. You bet. Uh, so that that was a highlight of uh, of my weekend, and then uh, I mean, we kind of relaxed the rest of the weekend because it kind of got the weather kind of turned a little bit, and uh, we came back here. And what kind of weather did you have here during that time? Uh, snow. <laughs> we had snow. Snow uh, in May, uh, of course. Yeah, yeah, we had snow, and uh, I think I put a picture of it on our Instagram of my van at work in at work in the snow. And when I say it was snowing, it snowed. Like a foot or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was a lot of snow in a very short period of time. And so there was no golfing for this guy on May long. I think that didn't Cottonwood stay, our home course, stay closed all weekend because yes. they had too much snow on there? They had too much snow on the fairways, yeah. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. But, I mean, it, living in Alberta, it is not uncommon for us to get snow on May long weekend. It yeah, does if you, happen. If you don't like the weather, <laughs> just wait five minutes. That's right. Absolutely. It's kind of the saying here, right? Absolutely. So moving on to our uh, to our Mulligans and Hackers golf tour, um, we've played three events in the time since our last since podcast. Since the last podcast, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Tour event number five, um, which was two last weekend. Yeah. Um, Saturday, right? Yeah, it was the Saturday of last weekend. We got out and we played, and uh, that was your first. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I managed to uh, to pull out my first tour event win of the year. It was 
fun, a fun little tournament. Um, I think we only had five or six guys that day. So it wasn't like we were, uh, wasn't like we had a whole bunch of guys, but it was lots of fun. The weather was actually nice that day. The weather kind of changed as the weekend went along. We had eight that day. Oh, sorry. Eight that day. Yeah. Okay. And the weather kind of changed as we went along. But, uh, for that day's results, I finished first. I finished at a plus 16. You finished second at a plus 22. There's, there's going to be a trend here in the next, in the three of who finishes second. Yeah. Just, just so you're aware. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Clark finished uh, third at uh, plus twenty five. That was good for him. Yeah, that was that was a really good showing for him. Chris M finished uh, fourth at plus twenty nine. That was a very poor showing by him. Absolutely. And if you're listening, yes, that was a very poor showing. Awful, awful. But but that'll change here in, in a few minutes <laughs> once we talk about it. Uh, Dave C uh, was next at plus thirty one. Then Isaac at plus thirty three. Uh, then Sean at plus forty three, and then my brother Josh at plus forty seven. So. That was a fun day, and then that was uh, a fun day for you because you won. Yeah, I finally, I finally got the uh, the monkey off my back, got the W. It was good. It it, it felt good. I wish I could have kept the train rolling because because <laughs> the next day, uh, in tour event number six, things changed a little bit. Yeah, Chris M kind of kind of. Uh, well, so you, me, Dave C and uh, Josh all went out as a group. Yes. And Clark was going out later in the day to play with his buddies. Yes. And, and Chris, Chris Chris M went out to play play with his buddies. With his... He wasn't even supposed to play, yeah, but he... he ended up staying in town to yeah. play. So he, 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 he got a scorecard in, and he had a really good scorecard for for that day. Yeah. We'll give him that for event day number six. That's right. He finished at uh, plus 12 uh, with a 78. Uh, I mean, second time he's broken 80 this year, and I mean, we golf with him a lot, and I've yet to see him break it. I mean, just throwing that out there, Chris. I'd, li- I'd like for you to break 80 on a day when we're, we're playing with you. You got to do it this year. Yeah, but still, it was a good showing it, for him. It, it was a good round for him. And again, that was, that's his second victory on so far this Absolutely. Year. And both times, he's, both times he's won, he's actually shot 78. So yes. that he tied his season best, I believe. Then we're talking about that trend. There you are again Here in I second place. Second place. Uh, plus 18, playing some bogey golf. Uh, I finished in third at plus 20, uh, and then Clark was fi- uh, fourth at plus 26, Dave C was fifth at plus 33, and Josh was plus 44 to round out the field that day. That was the day we only had six, six the, golfers. The, yeah, we only had six that day. So then the next day... Which was Sunday. Yes. Sunday this we, past Sunday. This past Sunday we were in event number seven. Uh, it was probably our closest event of the year. Yeah. It, it, it was amazing. Yeah. If we look at the standings... Uh, one to six is separated by no more than six strokes. It's it's crazy. Yep. It's everybody's getting a little better. We're seeing guys put up a lot better scores. Better scores, yeah. And yeah, I I managed to pick up my second victory in in three tries, in three events. Yeah. So, so so now you're tied with with me and Chris M for the most victories so far this year. Correct. Two each. Yeah, yeah. We we all have two each, and Darren has one to round out yes, the seven the tour seven tour event days. So on Sunday, I finished at plus 15, um, one. You finished in second yet again. Three straight second place finishes. And you only were one stroke back, and yes. you, you had me. I took a drop. I took a drop on 18. Or actually, sorry, I took a drop on 17 and 18. Yep. 17, I saved bogey with a drop. <laughs> and uh, 18, a big gust of wind came up as I hit my ball and just yeah. deadened it as it was going. So then I had to take a drop. I chipped on... No, I chipped short, and then I had to chip on. Yep. So I had I was staring at my bogey putt, and you were on in two. Yep. So you you had a chance to par it, 
and you turned in a bogey yourself. I did. And, and three-putted it. I did. And I was staring at my four, and I'm like, well, if he makes this putt, I definitely have to make mine. And when you made, when you missed I, yours and yeah. took a five, I was like, I think I can two-putt for the win. <laughs> so it worked out okay. Yeah, yeah I, you more or less gave that one to me, gave that one away rather than I win. Uh, Dave had an, a really, really good day on Sunday. He finished in third. I, think, that, I think that's his highest... A plus placing, 17. Yep. Highest placing so far. Yeah, and one of his best scores of the year, I believe. Yep. Um, Darren had a really rough front nine, but picked it up on the back. Uh, managed to uh, salvage a plus 20 and come in fourth. Isaac shot a plus 21, bat, yep. his best and, showing of the year. Yeah, that was pretty good too. Really good. Um, Chris M had an absolutely atrocious Sunday. <laughs> Maybe because we were rattling him a little bit. We in the did razz him quite a bit uh, <laughs> before he went out about. His score the previous day. I I think there was um, someone someone dubbed him. Maybe it was Clark dubbed him uh, Chris McCheaton or something like that, but, razzing him a little bit. <laughs> and I think that, I think that may have gotten to him a little bit. And uh, he did put up a very good score on Sunday. Well, he had a he had a terrible terrible front nine, but he did he did shoot another his third thirty nine uh, in a nine hole uh, nine hole score of the weekend. Wow! So out of the four sets of nine that he played. He three of them he shot a thirty nine on. It was just so bad on his front nine he could, <laughs> he couldn't recover. So him and Clark actually uh, him and Clark actually tied at plus twenty four, mm-hmm. uh, and then Josh at plus forty eight, and then uh, Trey at plus fifty two. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, our current season up to date season standings now. Uh, we got you riding high in first place with three, three straight second place finishes after two victories. We'll do that. Yeah, we'll keep you in first place. Yeah, you're you're rolling pretty good. You got six thousand and fifty points. I'm knocking on the door. I'm only 150 points behind you at 5900. Chris M is is next at 5450. Clark is is then uh, in fourth at 4600. Dave C is next at 4100. Darren is next with a tour victory at 2600. Uh, Isaac is right behind him at 2300. Then Josh at 1800. Then my dad, Chris B, at 1150. Uh, then my cousin Jake at 400. Then Fuzzy at 400. And then uh, Trey rounds out the field at 500. So it's, uh, I mean, it's tightening up. It's it's a, what we want to see, right? It seems like every event we play gets a little tighter, which, yeah, is, which and, is fun. And the chirping helps. Oh, the chirping is just, it, just getting worse yeah, now. Yeah, and uh, so this weekend we have our second out of town. Correct, yeah. We're going to Burstall, Saskatchewan. Yes, on Saturday we're going to go visit the uh, Burstall Golf, uh, well, the Burstall Golf Course, I guess it's called. Little nine-hole course in a farmer's field out there. Yep, uh, yep. And uh, it's, yeah, I think it's cash only, so yep. I have to make sure that we tell everybody cash yeah, only. Yeah, that's, that's right. Um, uh, I, I did we, get us some carts reserved. We so played, so we we don't played have to it watch. last year, right? Yep. We went and played 18 there last year. Yep. Um, really enjoyed our time there. Uh, really nice little nine-hole course. The fairways are probably nicer than some of the courses in town here. Agreed, agreed. And they have two par fives, two par threes. Yep. Uh, the two par fives are some of the hardest par fives I've ever played on any course. So they're really challenging because they're really long and there's a lot of obstacles. Yeah, like I think the second one, is it the second one has the trees in it or the first one? One of them anyways has a, has a massive swamp right in the middle, in the middle of, of the fairway, like cuts the fairway in half. You basically have to go around to the left of it where, where the so or it, over top if you're brave enough. Yeah, so it is challenging and I uh, can't wait to get out there and uh, see who posts a score and see who gets a victory this weekend. Yeah, um, and I mean, 
I was out the other day just kind of checking some stuff out and I, uh, I found a neat little prize that we're going to have at the end of the year for the most out of town points uh, accumulated. So we got all these uh, out of town point or out of town tour dates. I came upon the, upon this nice, sweet little purple sombrero. So we're, <laughs> so we're going to call, we're going to award that to the, uh, the golfer who accumulates the most points on our out of town tour dates. So that's going to be pretty sweet. We'll get a we'll get Mulligans and Hackers Golf put on it, and mm-hmm. then we'll get some photos up at the end of the year bet, with the winner bet. that has it. Yeah. It'll be pretty sweet. I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, so we have Burstall this weekend, and it's just a just a single single tour uh, event weekend. Yep. And I think for Sunday we're going to try and go to Medicine Hat. Yes. Yeah. We're right. going to give that a go this year. Stretch out our clubs a little bit and see so how I, we're doing. As I think we mentioned in one of the previous podcasts, it might have even been the first one, that uh, one of my goals is to break 100 at that course. Yep. And with the way that I've been playing lately, hopefully I can take it to that course and that won't be such a problem. Because that course does intimidate me. And well, it's, it is long, right? And yeah. As you get into the back, you they say the longest par four in the back, it's like 15 or 16. Yeah. So it's like, hey, you've been playing all day in these long holes, and now you got to try and get there, right? But hole number one is a par five. Yes. Uh, and, and hole number three is a par five. And hole number one is a dog leg right. Yep. And right at the dog, right at where the dog leg begins, there's a tree in the middle of the fairway. Yep. So you really, and, and when I step up to the tee box there, and we we played there, we've played there probably about a half a dozen times. Yep. And uh, that par five intimidates me. Yeah. Right it, off, it's the, a, it's right a off top, the bat. A tough for, way to start, right? For a hacker type of golfer like me, I get up to that tee box and I go, wow, am I even qualified to be standing at this tee box? But you got to think about it. The last time you played there, you were, I think you're, I think we're both better golfers than we were the last time we played there. Just because yeah, we put in so much time on the course. Yeah. Not only on the course, but on the range. Um, we've put in a lot of work. We started working on things, changed some swing mechanics, done some different things that we've tried really, to help ourselves. I really worked on my driver setup, and yeah. I've added a couple of things to my driver setup. Yep. Like incorporating a practice swing and incorporating, you know, really engaging the shoulders. Yep. That is, it's insane how... You're getting distance out of it now, yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah. Where, I was a, where I was kind of like a 220, 230-yard type guy off, off the tee box. I probably gained twenty to thirty yards yep. since we started playing, and since I started using this new setup. And we call you Mister Fairway Finder for a reason. Yeah, I uh. don't miss too many fairways, and I really have to hone in that second shot. I played today. I just did nine holes after I got off work today, and uh, I hit a lot of greens on my second shot. Yep. Which again, you that's look, good. It, it, that's the progression you want to see in your in your game, in my game especially, because I, I play to try and get better. I, I like this sport, so I want to get better at it. I well, enjoy it so much. Well, I mean, you think about that. We go back to what was that day? It was the day that you finished, or the day Chris shot a seventy-eight. I think I think you and I were both like plus two or plus one after seven holes, or yeah. going into hole yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah, because that day was a little bit windy. Um, I mean, you and I were both playing really well. Mm-hmm. I drove five. I, I put the ball on and well, one you, on five, and, and, I, and I drove six. And six. So yeah. you were sitting like I, I had eagle, two, two eagle looks. The eagle looks on, on back-to-back I holes. didn't make either of them, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I made one birdie and one par on those ones. And then, I mean, I counted. I had two eagle looks and five birdie looks that day, which is, that's for, for us, that's that's a great day on the course. Yeah. And I think you had like six or seven birdie looks that day as well. Yeah. It's just yeah. we had a couple holes that kind of got away from us. If we could just, <laughs> if we could just mitigate those blow-up holes. Yep. Right, because I get to those three holes on the back nine, the back-to-back par threes and the par five, 
And we could talk about that par five. I think we've already talked about that par five. And we could talk about that par five for another hour. That hole does not reward any good shots. No, you get there in three and you got You always have a difficult putt, no matter where you are. No matter where you are. The last two times we've played, I've been over just maybe short or past the green in three. Yep. And I've still double bogeyed it back to back. Well, because if you're up, if you're over the green, your chip is like well, it's almost impossible because yeah, it's all downhill. You can't control the speed, no, nope. right? Because it's all downhill. Yeah, and they always have the the pin placement on the lower tier of this two tier green, and it's sloped towards the fairway, and you just run off. And for hackers like us, we find it insanely difficult to hold that green. It's tough, and, and I mean, it doesn't help that the groundskeeper never seems to get laid on that course. He <laughs> always puts the pins in the worst possible spot. Always, always. <laughs> Uh, I mean, oh, a couple other highlights from our, our tour dates there. Um, I mean, my brother Josh, who typically struggles a little bit on the greens, uh, he made a 45-foot birdie putt that birdie one putt. day. Yeah, that, was, that was insane. That was on a par three. Yeah. Right? yeah, and then that same day on 18, he made like a 25-footer for par, which which is awesome. I but mean, he's, the, just, he's just playing more golf, right? And that's when we go out and play in those type of, those type of shots, energize us all. Yes, because, absolutely. Because they're cool. It's it's awesome to see, um, and I think it was was it the was it Sun yeah it was Sunday Sunday you were starting to put a little pressure on me going down we were on the we were on sixteen which is a par three mm-hmm. I came up a little short you made a good you made a you did too but you made a nice chip and then put it in for par I came up short on my second shot so I stepped up and I managed to chip out for par to to, to at least right. at least go yes. even with you on that hole yes the chip out for par which was good and I think Josh had uh, a birdie on that exact same par three on that same day as well uh-huh. so. Uh-huh. It's it's nice. Every time I get the scorecards to look over from our tour dates, it seems like we're getting more and more birdies registering. Yep. You know, typically everybody's got one or two. And more and more pars as, yeah. as well, right? The scores, the scores are starting to get, uh, you know, they're typically around bogey golf, a little worse sometimes. But, I mean, I see a lot of progress throughout our members. And, and, they're, starting to, and they're starting to play better, right? And that's what we're doing this for. To have fun, to play golf with a bunch of a bunch of our buddies, and to just get better, and, and it's it's a ton of fun. I'm having a blast. Uh, I'm having I a blast mean, too. What do you What have you been working now? Um, I, I know you don't spend a whole lot of time in the range these days, but I mean, now that you figured out that you get a free bucket of warm up balls <laughs> since, since you're a member, you, you've been spending a little yeah, bit more nice time if, out there. It'd be nice if you bought a membership and they actually tell you all the perks of having a membership. <laughs> yeah. Did, did they tell you you also get a little bit of a discount in the clubhouse? Yes. That, okay. I, that I knew. Okay. I did pick up some uh, some new Strixen balls. So, nice. yeah, I do know about the discount at the clubhouse. Just going to the driving range and just working on. Small things. Again, we I watch a lot of videos. Yep. A lot. Rick Shields and some other guys. And mostly it's about grip and setup. Yep. Right? Because that's such an important part of your golf game is, your, is the grip on the club and how you set up to the ball. Absolutely. I've got a new grip for my driver and a different grip. I use a different grip for my driver as I do for my irons. My, my foot setup is, is always the same. Uh, but it's really starting. And it feels good. My, like... My driver swing feels good. My iron swing is starting to feel good. I just really have to focus in on that, on the yardage distance and and making sure I get the most out of the iron. Yep. If I hit my, if I hit my pitch pitch wedge one twenty, getting that one twenty out of it when I hit it, 
and I, if I'm out 120, getting that 120, that's that's starting to come come as well in in the whole scheme of things. See, I'm struggling with that with my gap wedge right now. I I should be able to get a good 110, 115, and typically lately I've been getting like 85, 90. <laughs> and then if I close the face a little bit, deloft it on the ball, then it just goes like insane. So I gotta I gotta find that area, right? So, so that's been a little bit of an issue with me inside that 80 yard range. And for years, my the wedge I've used for chipping has been my 52 degree. Yep. Right. And the last three rounds, I think I've, I've left my 52 in the bag. I haven't even, I've taken my 55 degree Wilson sandwich out. And now I've started to really become a ton more comfortable hitting that thing close, closer on the green and, and getting, getting what I need, getting the, getting some rollout, getting some, some yak yards on the green with this wedge. Yep. If you don't hit the green in two, you're getting close enough to have that par opportunity. Absolutely, that's the goal, right? right? You you want to make sure that you give yourself a chance to at least make par. So I've really I've really started using that 55 degree sand wedge around the greens, and I'm liking it a lot more. For me, I, the last few rounds I've been out not not on the tour dates, but since we've been out on the uh, on the tour dates and in between in my practice rounds, I've been grabbing my 60 a lot more when I'm close to the green. Because what I like about my 60 is it doesn't release as much as my gap wedge. So if I got to have a finesse kind of chip in there where where it's got to be a little little less rollout, it seems to be a little bit more controllable for me. So I'm still trying to incorporate that into my game, not just in the sand bunker. So I'm working with that. Um, I downloaded an app actually that Rick Shields did a review on, uh, Shot Vision it's called. Um, got a little tripod from Walmart for 30 bucks, uh, And it's a shot tracer. So basically you take it down to the range, um, set it up. Hit my, I can hit my uh, clubs and uh, you know tell it what clubs I'm hitting. It'll register ball speed, swing speed, kind of give you an idea of where your distance is, and and it's really good when I'm practicing, kind of ju- to just see where my uh, swing speed is at. What I'm doing, I've been playing a little bit with uh, another shaft for my driver. I bought a little stiffer, little heavier shaft just to see what it might do to my game been playing with that a little bit i i haven't used it on a tour date because i'm still kind of still still kind of working through it and i want to be comfortable on the dates when the points count i've been kind of doing that uh i mean my brother josh and i since he's down here working for us for the summer we've been at the golf course like i don't know four to six times a week it's if we're not if we're not golfing we're at the range basically and it's been awesome we're putting in all the work um i mean i'm excited it's it's kind of turn it's nice to see get myself get rewarded by winning two of the last three events yep and uh we'll see how burstall goes and then i think the following weekend we are we have burstall and then only one only one tour date next weekend as well or the following weekend as well at cottonwood um so the next three weekends are just one tour one tour dates per weekend it's kind of kind of a lighter schedule for everybody yes a little nicer um so that uh you know we get as much uh we get as many guys out as we can. Absolutely. And and we have had pretty good turnouts, except for we had a bad weather day that a lot of guys didn't turn up on. Yep, that happens, though. But, I mean, this is Alberta. You know, eight to ten guys regularly. That's a lot of fun. Absolutely. And it just, I mean, we see we got our group now. Uh, we got some cool things in the work. Uh, in the works. We got a shout-out the other day on a podcast. Yeah, that was, uh, who uh, was that? Put that podcast. They put us on their... Um, their Instagram page? Their Instagram page. Their story. Yeah. So they gave us a shout-out. That was pretty cool. Kyle and James. Uh, I actually started listening to their podcast as well. Nice. Um, and they have they have an Instagram page, do they? They do, yeah. They uh, have an Instagram page, so go, Facebook page. Yeah. Go, go over, give those guys a, a like, a share, check them out. 
uh, give their podcast a listen. Their uh, their podcast deals a lot more with um, focuses a lot on pro golf. Yep, not so much on the hacker type golf or the the the. The, the everyday golfer like well, we, we are yeah we need um, we need some good pro golf podcasts so there's not enough of them out there to be honest with you yeah um, yeah it's part of the reason we started this podcast thing and it's you know it's just so normal people talk about golf right yep. we're we're not we don't understand everything about golf we grew up with hockey we grew up understanding the sport of hockey inside and out you and I both coached you and I both played yep that was our so hockey is kind of second nature to us it's like a second skin golf is brand new so we don't i just just, having fun with that yeah i just started following like pro golf this year i I watched a little bit of it last year i will admit but this year i like really i've watched pretty much all the pga tournaments and all as much lpga as i can find yep i've watched i watched i just watched it's kind of aggravating how little it's uh broadcast actually for the ladies because the ladies are ladies are just as good as the men man Oh, in their own oh, right. And I this past weekend, the US, the, the LPGA US Open, I mean, if you don't think that was exciting golf, there, there's... Something wrong with you. There, I can't, there's no help for you. Because uh, Lexi Thompson and uh, uh, played well for three rounds and played well the front nine on the fourth day and just struggled a little bit on, little bit on the back nine. And Did she have a it. four or five shot lead? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, and that dwindled away and uh, Yuka Sasso. Yes, and she and she follow or uh, she actually patterned her swing after Rory's. Yes, and I think Rory gave her a shout out. On Rory Instagram. did, yeah. Rory gave her a shout out and uh, told her to go go get that trophy, and and that's exactly what she did. So that was awesome. I mean, yeah. Now, so Yuka Sasso won in the playoff, right? Which and again come right down to the wire. Yep. Uh, with uh, Nasa Hataoka. Yeah, I'm terrible at these names. Okay, <laughs> it's all those Asian golfers. They're yeah. pretty good. Yeah, and uh, but Yukasaso won in a playoff, and I mean it was it was it was fantastic golf, uh, really enjoyable. Like I sat down and I watched the entire thing because it's it's and I like it's not about female golf or male golf. Just like like golf. Yeah, I've, I've watched a few European tournaments on the weekend on the Golf Channel. Well, there's a young kid on the European tour who's unbelievable. There was a 17 year old. Girl uh, that qualified for the U.S. Open, Mega Ghana. Yeah, she, she was in the running. And she was she? in the running the entire weekend. She struggled a little bit on day four. Uh, I think she went plus four, which kind of put her out of the out of the Top. the running for the for the championship. But she played magnificently all weekend on a tough course that some of the some of the seasoned pros had a tough time on, and she went out. And she handled that quite nicely. And it was that was fun to watch. There was also a fourteen-year-old girl, uh, Cole. Her last name escapes me. Sorry, but she went plus twenty for Thursday and Friday. But again, fourteen years old, and you're out playing in the LPGA U.S. Open. Yeah, what a dream. Uh, yeah, and I'm pretty sure we'll hear about her name in a few years down the road, right? Absolutely. If you guys enjoy our podcast, uh, you can now head over to uh, Spotify. Uh, Apple finally got us listed on there, so you can give us a download. Give it, make sure you give us a like, uh, give us however many stars, give us a review so we pop up. Uh, head over to Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can find some Mulligans and Hackers Golf on both those. Uh, don't be afraid to send us a message or a uh, like our posts. Email uh, address. Yeah, we we got a new uh, email set up. 
um, which we're going to be posting here on our Instagram and Facebook uh, in the next few days about our pre-buy. Uh, now that we kind of got out all of our ducks in a row here, we're going to throw up some uh, information regarding our pre-buy for shirts. And then you guys can email us uh, the information required. We'll get that pre-buy in, uh, deal with payment from you guys. Um, going back to uh, professional golf, I mean, a May long weekend was the, uh, the PGA Championship. That was a blast. Yeah. like, was, uh, And I do believe on the previous podcast, I said I would really like it if Phil won. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you forecast the great things. I, I do believe I said that that would be the guy that I was cheering for. And I really enjoyed watching him play all weekend. Yeah, he got her done. He, I mean, you could see kind of in a few in the few tournaments beforehand, he'd have a good round here or there, and it was, you could kind of tell that his game was kind of getting there. He just had to put it together for four days, and he was able to do that. The craziest thing to me was he was playing with a different driver. It was five degrees. Five degrees, yeah. That five was, degrees aloft. Yeah, and he's just crushing it. He he, actually, he, he was out driving Bryson. Brooke, yes, and Brooks. Yeah, and, and Brooks. Kepka. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, yeah, it's unbelievable how far he can drive the ball at his age, and he became the oldest, uh, the oldest winner on uh, on the actual tour, not the Champions Tour, and it's crazy. That's awesome. I mean, everybody loves Lefty. Yes, I. Uh, I mean, if you don't, I mean, I, 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 I don't know what to tell you. And I was cheering for him the entire weekend. So, so it was awesome to see him win. Um, then the following week, uh, we had the. Uh, what was up there? Oh, the Charles Schwab Challenge. Mike Visaki was in that one, I do believe. He I, was. I, I think that's he the got one. The, he got the, exen- the sponsor's exemption, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he made the cut because he kind of had a rough couple days. Uh, but going back to my, Mike Visaki, there was... Uh, you actually sent me a, a video. Uh, Justin Thomas actually wrote the guy a check out of his own money to, to help him get uh, keep going well yeah. on his PGA Tour. Yeah, that, that, was, that was awesome. It's yeah. unbelievable. And if you guys want to go check... Just go and look for the video and watch it. It's it's amazing. It's awesome. It, I would rather watch that, a guy like that, do an act like that for a golfer to say, hey, man, I want you to keep playing golf. This is great. Instead of watching those two clowns, Bryson DeChambeau <laughs> and Brooks Kepka have their little fucking childish fight that they got going on. Uh, that yeah. is absolutely insane. And I'm not convinced that it's actually legit. Because no, because they're supposed to be best buddies, aren't they? I don't know. Or I, they I, were. I don't, I don't know, but... The PGA has this um, this pool of money now for ticking up on the social media. Okay. Right? So, And I, I can't remember what the number is in this. If you engage in social media and you start getting more and more likes on social media and you're, you're elevating the PGA's social media platform, uh, you're going to get a share of money at the out of this purse at the end of the year. So you can't tell me that these two dudes look at each other and go, hey, we should just start a rivalry. Golf doesn't have anything like this nowadays. No, and, it doesn't. I mean, it, I mean, the, golf, the, the, has, golf the, has had its rivalries between classy guys. Yeah, well, right? the last great one was Tiger and, and Phil. Right, right. And these these dudes are, are classy golfers. I can't say that about Kepka and De, <laughs> and DeChambeau. These two guys seem like clowns. I actually watched an episode of DeChambeau's uh, YouTube channel, and I'm like, yeah, no, you're not. You're not a guy I would want one of my kids to. To, to be a role model for, uh, you know that preppy, that preppy type of of uh, frat boy type of of existence, you know. Yep. Not a lot of class. Yep. Right. Um, and, and Brooks just seems like I mean we're talking about guys that we we don't even know and and we just started following because last year uh, I was actually a fan of Kepka 
And I was actually a fan of DeChambeau. And I watched him play golf, and I in, I enjoyed watching him play golf because they added something to golf, so, uh, a little bit of pizzazz with their long drives. And, you know, Brooks Kepka is a, is a big dude. Yep. Right? You know, he, he's a physical specimen. But then you start watching their interviews, and you just watch start watching how they... Personality be, of a wet pers- rag. <laughs> right? How they behave. And it's like, dude, you're a pro golfer. Act like it. Right? I, you know, I, I, I watch Jack Nicklaus... Right, you watch Tiger Woods. Now, Tiger had his issues as well. Yeah, you watch Phil Mickelson. Yep. Right, you watch Dustin Johnson. Yep. You watch Justin Thomas. These guys have some class. They're professionals. Yeah. And you take it for what it is. And you watch Brooks and Bryson and their little, you know, little preppy rivalry they have, and it just—I can't deal with it. I really can't. (laughs) I'm like. It makes you know, for great memes, though. Well, it does, and I've and I mean they're everywhere, right? And you know, it's whatever. These two guys will get a share of the money for for ticking golf golf social media platform up for that. For and you'll get. But did you see the uh, just to change the Did you see Phil's video where he's driving down in the golf cart? Going, hey guys, I just want to give you an update, and he's got the uh, the Winnermaker trophy in the seat next to him. Is it full of wine? No, he's just got it. He's oh, okay, because I've seen the one where he was drinking wine yeah, out of it because he loves cool. his wine. But, uh, yeah, going back to the Charles Schwab Challenge, uh, Jason Kokrak actually ended up winning. Um, and Jordan Spieth was pretty well in the lead three day, three day, the first three days. And then he kind of fell off a little bit, and Kokrak picked it up that was uh, cool. on the fourth day to that win. That was cool. Nice which was nice. Uh, and then this past weekend, um, we had uh, a wild Memorial <laughs> Championship. Uh, I mean, ultimately... Uh, Patrick Cantley beat Colin Morikawa in a playoff, and I, I'd like to just officially put an asterisk beside his win at 13 under par because of the wild story that developed on uh, on Saturday after the third round. After the as, third round, as Rom was walking off the 18th green. Yeah. So basically, for those of you that, that don't know uh, or or that aren't quite aware, John Rom had been deemed uh, a close contact uh, late in May. He was given the option to either not play or to get tested every day for COVID and, and continue playing. So he decided, yeah, I'll just I'll I'll keep playing. You just test me. So he had negative test, negative test, negative test. They played the first round on Friday. Everything was good. Negative first test. round would have been on Thursday. Or sorry, first round on Thursday. They played their second round on Friday. It got delayed because of darkness. So then they had to finish it on Saturday morning. Still negative tests. Finished the second round. Made the cuts. Then he played his third round. Well, Rom put up an absolutely unbelievable third round to the point where he had an ace. Um, he had he was at 18 under, 18 under a, after, after three. three rounds. He had a six stroke lead on the field, and, and it wasn't even close. Like he was gonna he was gonna steamroll him. Well, as he walked off the 18th green uh, after his third round, uh, all the officials told him that he had a, a positive COVID test which was for, for an asymptomatic case of COVID, and that he had to withdraw from the tournament, which I think is just absolutely wild. I mean, so the guy is in first by six strokes. He's going to be in the final group to play the, the following day if he plays, okay? I mean, he's been with his caddy all day. Why couldn't you just let him go out with his caddy as a single, as the last golfer on the course, and play out his round? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, they cost him a lot. You want uh, to know one... what they cost him? <laughs> they cost him the $1.6 million purse that was his if he when he finished first. They cost him 500 FedEx Cup points, which would have jumped him to second in the FedEx Cup race. They cost him the number one ranking in the world. 
and they cost him his sixth career uh, PGA Tour win. And I mean, all for an asymptomatic positive. And I mean, I, there is I, no there is no right answer for because it's unprecedented to, to in this COVID time for a situation like that. Absolutely, I, I get it. I, I just I think it was. I personally think it was poorly handled. That's what I was going to say. The PGA did not handle it because they did it in front of everybody on the 18th green. That's right. They could have dragged him into a building and said, "Hey, man, this is how it is." Right. You didn't have to see that whole thing happen and play out on the 18th. So if you guys out there are listening and give us your opinion on what happened and what you think, how it should have played out, because there is no right answer for it, in my opinion. I know what it cost Rom, and that sucks. And he was he was right? actually very classy about it after. For sure. He posted sure. out an Instagram saying, sure. hey, he, you know, he, it's just something we're going to have to deal with and, and, and do bet. it. He and, was and really I good think, about that. I think he did everything he needed to do, but I don't like how the PGA handled it. But I don't I don't think the PGA had a lot of choice in, in asking him to withdraw. That I, that I, I, I think they set their rules that way, so yeah, they had to yeah. follow. I mean, them. you could say you could say that you know he could have played by himself on on the day four. Okay, I, yeah. I just think there's that... a lot there's a lot of scenarios that could have happened. Yep. But the one scenario that I think we can agree that I didn't like was how the PGA went to the 18th green and said, "Hey, this is what happened. We're going to do it out in the open." When and everybody said, heard him say, "Not right, again," or whatever right? he ended up saying, so, right? So you could have done that in more classy, a more, you know. Out of the out of the limelight and just come up with a statement after, and I think a lot of people would have been able to accept that then. But they they looked at how devastated Rom was on the 18th green in front of everybody. Yep, that's just kind of, to me that's just a classless move. I, I think the part of it that really bugs me is I mean he tied uh, the, the histo- historic 54 hole lead. Uh, he was looking to be, become the first person since Tiger Woods to win the tournament back to back, and all that gets wiped away. Like he doesn't, and I mean every every golfer that made the cut into the weekend because the 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 tournament purse for the memorial is over nine million dollars. Yeah. So every golfer that makes the cut gets a, gets a cut of that. Yeah. I mean they make a pretty healthy healthy bit of money. I mean first gets one point six, second gets just over a million bucks. Um, I mean. Rom's made made quite a bit of money, but I mean, you got to think about it. There's further repercussions to his season. He misses out on 500 FedEx Cup points. He could have been the the number yeah. one ranked golf in the yeah, world. There's it's just of... there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And I mean, I understand their rules, and, and I just think that with what we know now about COVID and being outside, you could have found a way for him to play if you wanted. Yep. It, it just it almost feels to me like, hey, Mister Big Bucks over here called it in and said, hey. I don't have him winning the tournament. I don't want him involved. And it, 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 it just kind of, you get that vibe, right? And and now we see that a lot. And you could, I mean, you would like to think that stuff like that is not going to happen. But you can change the outcome of games with this now. Yes, absolutely. Like, like which, it, which it should, you shouldn't be able to do, which right? Which you shouldn't be able to it, do. It affects the integrity. Right? Whether it's team sport, individual sport, right? It's, you know, you, you know, tennis. You're, two people go out to play tennis. Oh, one of we don't want this person to win, so we could we test them all, and oh, yours came back as a positive. You're out. We 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 wouldn't want to think that the world works like that, but we do know when there's a lot of money on the line, anything weird can things happen. happen weird right? things happen, right? So I mean, yeah, it, it was it was kind of a, a crappy outcome. Uh, I mean, Morikawa and Cantley went out on on day four, and they they shot one under, so yeah. they, they had no chance to catch Rom. Yeah. No, if he would have played, he would have easily won. Um, and it's unfortunate how it happened. So he's now in isolation. Hopefully he'll be back in time for, for the, for the US, US Open. Open. 
because I think his game is kind of round and out now, and he, he could be a guy that could really threaten for the U.S. Open coming up in a few weeks. Speaking of the U.S. Open, we're we're going to run a little pool here uh, between all of our Mulligans and Hackers uh, golf crew. Mm-hmm. Um, 10, bucks a, 10 bucks ahead for those who want to join. We're going to do... Uh, a little golf pool. Uh, we're gonna go down the standings. So the first guy, the in order, and everybody's gonna pick one golfer, mm-hmm. and whoever's golfer finishes the highest, the highest. Is, is is gonna win. Um, so we're gonna do. They're gonna take home the money. I'm gonna I'm gonna donate a ball of my vice vice sleeve. balls or a sleeve of my uh, vice balls uh, to the winner. And then uh, got a couple passes for Menace Night Golf and Country Club. We'll throw in there as well. That's awesome. So yeah, it, it's uh, you know a little bit of money, a little bit of stuff to, for people to play for. Yeah, should be fun. I think that'll be cool. Yeah, it should be pretty good. I think. Uh, it, I mean, the U.S. Open, the crazy things tend to happen. Yep. Uh, one other thing from the Memorial. Did you see Bryson's absolute monster bomb? Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah, that's that's just inhuman. How how far uh, did he drive that? Uh. Three, I think it was three seventy six, and it was uh, it was over the trees. It was absolutely ridiculous. Right onto the fairway on the one par five, it was unbelievable. Three fifty seven yard. Oof, that, I think that was the carry. Yeah, three fifty seven. Yeah, I think it rolled out to like three seventy six. I mean, he, he or something. literally cut the entire hole because it's a dog leg right. Yep, and he he cut the entire left part of the of the goal, of the hole out. It's insane! Just, it's insane because he plays with like a five or, or like no, it's it's less than five degrees, I think. But for him to get up that high over the trees, because he had to clear trees. Yes, he literally had to clear trees. Yeah, to get it up and out as soon as possible, right? It's it's unbelievable, and he just seems like he's hitting the ball further and further. Um, that's just insane. That, that I mean, it's monstrous. It's crazy. Yeah. It, it's crazy. And if he had a little better attitude, I'd probably cheer for him a little more. Yeah, just saying. You know, you can't you can't have it all. <laughs> um, hey, I, I was I was uh, reading some golf stuff the other day. I see Stephen Ames won a tournament yeah. on the championship on the tour. Yeah, yeah Canadian. Yeah. Uh, nice. I haven't heard from him in a long time. A and long then, time. And I think we were actually finished second in that tournament, one stroke behind him. Actually, yeah, I believe you were correct. So it was Canadian, Canadian at the top, which was nice to see. I think before before this season's out, I think I'll start paying attention a little more to the champions. Yeah. Because I, I know Mike Weir has been playing better on the champions. Yes. He, he had a, he's already had a victory this year, I believe. Yes, at the... Uh, what tournament? Oh, that was the one John Daly put in the water. Yes, and then exactly. he ended up winning that one. I can't remember the name escapes me at the moment, but he has. Well, yeah. I like because I like I like again I like golf. So well, and I it's can... funny because I asked Phil. They're like, Phil, when are you gonna go full time on the Champions Tour? He's like, when I stop hitting bombs, he's like, I'll go play full time on the Champions Tour. <laughs> yeah, he's still playing well. Oh I man, mean, when and, you get in the ball hard, like him, why he's not? He's hard not to cheer for, right? Right. He's just got a winner attitude. I love it. It's awesome. So, anything else on your mind, Alvin? Uh, any, anything else that you uh, want to rant about or, uh, no, or think no, about for um, golf? I'm looking forward to Bristol. Yeah, I am um, too. Bristol should be fun. Um, it'll be exciting. Um, don't forget, if you guys want to pre-buy, um, we we're, uh, we're we, going to we're going to put some stuff up on Instagram and Facebook to give you a look at at the shirts. Yeah, in the There's next couple of days, it'll get up. Just make sure you email us. Uh, we'll get in contact with you guys. We'll email you back. We get all the information required. We're gonna let the pre-buy probably run for a couple weeks. Couple weeks before yeah. before we put an order in. Because um, we have, we have a we have a, a lot of friends that 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 want to get their hands on some Mulligans and Hackers uh, merch. So it, again, this is our first foray into this. So you know, at least have some patience with us. Um, this is our first kick at the can at this t- kind of stuff. So yeah, um, we're just we're we're keeping it basic with shirts for now. I mean. 
the hope is is that maybe down the road we'll get some nick- uh, different stuff like yeah, some ball yeah, markers some and different hats. things like that. Yeah. But that yeah, that'll yeah. come in that'll time. That'll come in time. Uh, and that that's yeah. I mean, you can find all that stuff on our Instagram page and Facebook at Mulligans and Hackers Golf. Email address now. Yeah, mulligans and hackers at gmail.com. Okay, mulligans and hackers at gmail.com. That's our email address. That's where you can reach us. Um, And if you like this podcast, uh, you can find us on Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts. Give us a like, give us a subscription, um, give us a rating. And uh, other than that, um, next time on the podcast, we're going to talk about the Golf Super League. Yes. That's something that I think we should talk about. Okay, we'll spend some time talking about that. There's a lot of things. That everybody has an opinion on this. The European Soccer League is done. Actually, so. that's a great idea, Alvin. Because so for those of you guys that are listening, do a little research on the Golf Super League. What's coming up? Feel free to email us or message us on our on our media platforms on what your opinions are. Yep. Maybe we'll do some shout outs and and read some of those out on our next podcast when we discuss that. Um, and uh, anything else you guys maybe want to hear us talk about uh, when it comes to golf. Uh, or you want to hear more about when it comes to our tour uh, or our group of guys, uh, let us know. Uh, we'll try and address some of that stuff on any future podcast. And let us know if you guys are starting some sort of little, uh, any type of golf club you guys are, are, if you're starting your own golf club and you're doing your stats and points, drop us a line, let us know. Uh, we'd like to see the stats in that too. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's always nice to see other groups. I think we had one group in... From somewhere down in the states, that kind of reached out to us, said yep. they kind of do the same thing, right? Yeah. Which is kind, of, which is cool. Staten Island. Yeah, Staten Island. Staten I think Island. It was. Yeah. So yeah, if you're if you got that stuff going on, let us know. Um, if you work for a golf course and you're listening to this and you want us to come play, drop us a line. Tell us where or, uh, tell us where you are in Alberta if you're in Alberta. And, or and, even and, so, southern Saskatchewan, southern BC. Yeah, let us know, um, and we we'll, we'll, we'll try, try and make arrangements. We'll try to come and get there. a crew to uh, to come and uh, check it out. All right, well, um, I think that's it. We're just sitting out here by the fire enjoying our evening. Yes, now this is how you do a podcast. Right. I'm just saying, we've got the fire pit going, and we're sitting out enjoying the outdoors. This is awesome. We need to do this more. Yeah, this will be a this will be a regular thing as the summer goes on. We've got a nice little setup here on the deck. So, anyways, you guys, uh, may your mulligans be plenty, and your uh, hacks be findable, and uh, you guys have a great rest of your week, and we will catch you in a few weeks. Later. Later.